we're aiming for here is not never encountering stress, never encountering shit stuff happening in your life. We're not aiming for never encountering reality. It's actually being so equipped to deal with everything that comes your way, to feel and to move through it. Hello and welcome to the Magnetic Woman podcast. I'm Pandora Paloma, a quantum transformation and business coach using a fusion of spirituality meets strategy for feminine leaders, spiritual entrepreneurs and visionaries. My mission is to help female entrepreneurs find their truth and step into their greatness boldly and unapologetically and create businesses that feel like home. I help women access and accelerate their magnetism by bridging the gap between who they truly are and who they present as to the world because from this space of wholeness, we find our power, our potential, our voice and our liberation. This show is for the multidimensional woman with a big bold vision for more wealth, more impact, more expression and more freedom. Each episode takes you on a journey of expansion across my five pillars of quantum transformation self, vision, expansion, embodiment, and magnetism. Some are solo and some are with industry leaders who are playing the same game, changing the conversation about women, success, money, power, and pleasure. I'm a mum of one, music lover, love maker, and all-round magnetism activator. Tune in and welcome to my world of magnetism. I am really excited about my guest today, a client, a friend, I would consider you now, um, a Pilates practitioner, trauma release facilitator, and let's call you a regulator. You are on a mission to regulate the peoples. Um, Lisa O'Shocknessy, as I now know how to pronounce it, welcome to The Magnetic Woman. Thank you, Pandora. Yeah, very excited to be here. And funny how it happened to to arrive at this point after our last conversation. We were talking about, we were talking in a session about holidays and you said something which really reflected it back to me of, you know, when you go on holiday and it's like, yeah, 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 that was great. It was a really good holiday. But actually you don't really feel that rested. You kind of busied yourself. And it reminded me of when I was in India for like two or three weeks but I spent pretty much the whole time on Pinterest looking at how I was going to like redo the house. And I came back and thought I wasn't exactly the most present that I could have been. And I, and I hadn't really allowed myself to truly rest, which, you know, I think we can probably all agree is quite difficult in the world that we live in to like truly, truly, truly rest. And that's when I said, right, we need to have a conversation about regulation. So why don't we start by you telling us a little bit about your journey and how you got here? So I think like everybody, Pandora, you know, I thought that my life was great, that I was perfectly fine. And I didn't realize that there was anything wrong because I still wouldn't even consider that there was anything wrong. But my journey looking back from, let's say, where I had originally started was with movement. And I was working in the corporate world, running around, really, really busy all the time. 
I was, when we chatted about this, I was booking holidays on holidays. <laughs> you know, where are we going next? While I was on holidays, I was like, what is for lunch? What is for dinner? You know, where is my next drink coming from? Where is my next whatever? So I was constantly in my head looking outside of myself for the next thing and working a busy job and all of my like satisfaction came from ticking boxes, achieving, being busy. What I valued was very, very different. And I actually didn't know how to relax. Like, and I only know that now. I didn't know how to relax. I didn't, it's not that I didn't know how to have fun or that I didn't have a lot of friends and a good life. I was constantly switched on. So feeling that fastness, feeling that need to do. And my first step towards, we'll call it regulation, was actually I started Reformer Pilates. So with the the machines, I don't know if you know it. And I was like, oh, I was in my body, present the entire session. I didn't think about anything else. I And it was fun. So, you know, I was enjoying the movement of my body. I was enjoying the presence, the self-awareness. And I just, and I remember, like, it was a pivotal moment in my life. I left and I was like, oh, okay, something's different. And I started to go three times a week, you know, learn more about my body Actually, I don't think that I was ever connected to my body. You know, I was connected to it in what I was going to put on it, you know, how skinny I could make it. My exercise was driven from looking good. I didn't really care too much about health or well-being, if we call it that. And yeah, I got like really hooked in two ways on movement in both the the physical aspect, but also in kind of like that journey into like personal growth or self-awareness. And I was like, okay, things are starting to shift. Like, even if you say like my fears, I can't do that. Oh, that exercise, my body isn't going to be able to do that. And then I would look and it would be reflected back in a part of my life, you know, where it's a limitation. It's not true. So started to see this relationship. And and then I um, even at that, like the, the instructor said to me, would you ever consider being a Pilates instructor? And I was like, you know, no, total imposter syndrome, limiting belief. I could never do that. You know, I have a very safe job. How would you even make any money? This is crazy. (laughs) But my heart was like, oh, my God, I would love, 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 love to do that. So slowly, um, yeah, slowly came around that idea, went over to London, trained in movement and started to explore that mind-body connection, I started changing, my values started changing, and still, I don't think I was regulated. I was still looking outside of myself for validation, for happiness, you know, buying clothes, needing, yeah, just external satisfaction you know, sitting on the couch watching a movie and looking at my phone. 
present in the time that I allocated to be present rather than always present. You know, well, nobody's always present. But yeah, and then during the pandemic, um, a friend of mine I was like looking for, I wanted to do a, another training. I was very much in body work. I work with people in Pilates always one-to-one. So like creating really deep changes. It's not about fitness. It's really about looking at their body, their needs. So I was in, you know, slowly getting towards it. And I, I got this email, TRE. It's like, what is TRE? <laughs> Never heard of this. Trauma release exercises. Trauma to me was, you know, something one-off event, scary, not the everyday didn't really understand looked it up and yeah changed my life enrolled on the course did the first weekend and started to truly learn about our nervous system how we are programmed and how the psychology of trauma is complex but actually the physiology of trauma is really simple and I started to regulate and and we chatted about this and it was actually funny on our our last conversation because it stuck with me for so long. Like the things that make me happy now, and I did it just before I came on, I stuck on a a song for five minutes and I had a dance around and I just felt really present and relaxed and ready to chat. Whereas in the past, I would have had notes in the pen and I would have been preparing and what's she going to ask me and my heartbeat would have been really fast and yeah so it's it's really it's just been an interesting journey through exploring mind-body connection through exploring the nervous system to actually just change in my whole value system I feel content being regulated amazing and I think you've touched on something that is so prevalent we think that we are regulated you know words like trauma and nervous system and regulation are being so widely used now that I think that many of us and I'm including myself in this think we are regulated when actually we we aren't or we aren't to the degree of which we could be and so what would you say are the key sort of signposts of things that people need to look out for when they maybe think that they're regulated but actually they're not as regulated as they could be you know what do we need to be looking out for within ourselves in our behaviors and our thoughts and you know the body and the way that the body is talking to us I think it's really really important firstly to understand trauma as a definition and there's a really simple definition of trauma is Trauma is anything that overwhelms your system. So it's anything that overwhelms your ability to cope. That does not mean that it is this huge thing, one-off event. It can be, oh, I have this podcast that I've signed up to and actually I don't feel safe. That's what's happening underneath. I feel really tense. I feel very stressed. This situation is causing me actually overwhelm. So that is an experience of overwhelm is what trauma is. And then you're kind of going, okay, so 
how often in my day do I meet overwhelm? And how do I even negotiate what the hierarchy of responses are here? Do I, do I understand how my physiology is working? Because if I don't, then actually it's really hard to negotiate and, and to make an intervention and to self-regulate, to pull yourself back. And, and I always love to explain when people come to me at the beginning for trauma release exercises, it's like, okay, so if we look at animals, this makes so much sense. We see it all the time. And it's like this situation where, let's say if you have a dog or a cat, you'll know it. Somebody takes the bin out next door. They, they stop and they look around. Their eyes get really wide. Their ears perk up. Their pupils dilate. They freeze for a moment. And what they're doing is they're orienting. So they're going from that happy state, walking along to, okay, is there a danger? And this is happening to us as well, right? All the time. Is that a danger? And then it's coming from internally, something within, and it might be a previous experience that we have programmed uh, deeply within to us, or it might be a really present threat. But the next thing that happens is, okay, no, there's no threat. <sighs> Relaxation, that orientation switches off, and you go back into what is your happy, connected ventral vagus state. Or there is a threat, and that first step then is going to be into flight mode. I'm going to run away. You're going to start to get adrenaline. Your body is going to get into that kind of fight, flight. I need to run away. And within that, you're looking around, you're looking for escape routes. You're looking at what other people are doing. You know, where do I need to go? And you can run away. But if you can't run away, you're going to get cortisone, you're going to get that glucose response through your body, your muscles are going to fire up, you're going to get ready to fight, because actually, there's no escape route, the only way out is to fight. And we'll notice this then within our body as like frustration, you know, it can be excitement, it can be anger. So if you're noticing this throughout the day in your behaviors, and you're feeling this kind of like tense, activeness within your system, so you might have come through, let's say, flight, where you want to run away. You've got this important meeting and you're thinking, oh, I don't even want to go to this. I just want to, <laughs> I want to hide. That's your flight mode. Or then you have something that happens in your day and you're like frustration running through your veins and you're really, really anxious and you want to fight or whatever it might be. And then if you cannot fight, whatever it is, if the threat persists, it's not going to go away. Our evolution has programmed us to go into shutdown. Your body starts to produce opioids. You start to go into a freeze mode. It's really seductive, actually. So you just zone out. You disappear. You no longer feel present. And that's actually a really protective strategy that our body has. So, you know, you can't fight out, fight whatever it is. Maybe you're quite literally going to die. You know, so let's numb the whole body down. We don't have to be present to feel this experience. And a, and a lot of people then will live there. But who is it? Van der Kolk says dissociation is the essence of trauma. And it is this leaving your body completely numb to feeling. And for me, there's a lot of people are dissociated a lot of the time. 
myself included, you know, and if we can recognize these states within ourselves as a first one, building self-awareness and understanding, you know, our behaviors and our reactions, and then actually understanding how to make an intervention and what on a physiological level is going to change that because it's all coming from our physiology our thoughts, our behaviors, our reactions, it's all coming from our physiology. It, it's not top down. It's only top down when you're regulated and you're in that front brain neocortex. If you're not, if you're in the emotional brain or the brainstem, it's body up. And then even in that place, our well-being is affected, you know, because the way that our body is programmed, we turn certain things off and turn certain things on. So more adrenaline, more cortisone, you're going to run away. Digestion is off, reproduction is off. It, understanding that basic hierarchy for me is a framework. It's like, okay, well, where am I fitting into this? The education piece and then also going, okay, well, what are the tools that I have? And it's continually bringing that self back to regulation, practicing over and over again, back to regulation until your physiology changes and you're no longer in that state of heightened uh, response to something that actually isn't a threat, but a, a perceived threat. And it's so interesting, isn't it? We often think <clears throat> that it's the things that we do in the moment and how we respond in the moment, but it's actually what we're doing outside of those moments that help us to build the resilience to be able to respond in the moment. Like, and I know for me, like as a parent, you know, if I don't get enough sleep, if I'm not breathing right, if I'm not bathing and just releasing, you know, clients' energy and weight, you know, from the end of the day, that's going to build up. And then by the time it gets to Friday and I've got my daughter, if I have not given myself, you know, space to regulate myself then that Friday she, I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna be stimulated and I'm gonna feel frustration and possibly a bit of anger and I'm gonna be short-tempered and it's the things that we're doing outside of that and that awareness that we're bringing in I know when I trained in heart math it was sort of part of the homework was look at what is bringing you energy what's restoring your energy and what's depleting your energy and actually throughout the day when you really give attention to that you can really quickly deplete your energy and not do anything that's restoring it, you know? And it's only when you look at it, you bring your awareness to that, that you might think, wow, I've done nothing today that's actually given me energy, you know? So what would you say are the, you know, the tools that you encourage people to be bringing in on a regular basis? to sort of really start this regulating, you know, journey? So for me, it's like, a, it's a combination. I, I think there has to be a small piece of education. It doesn't have to be huge, but an understanding of what is happening. So an understanding of what's happening on a physiological level so that you can be compassionate with yourself. You know, because that this is huge, especially when we're feeling dysregulated, we're ruminating, we're 
creating shame and blame and all of these things for our behavior when actually it's really not our fault. So just understanding how us as humans are programmed, actually you, you can take a step back and go, ah, every everything makes sense. You know, I have a mentor and, and he says, you're not mad, bad or broken. You know, this is his motto. It's like, no, this is how your your physiology is behaving. So that little piece of just a tiny piece of education, understanding. And then I think for me, it's understanding your baseline. So where am I? What is the baseline of my body? And what is the baseline of my mind? So how am I feeling instead of being up at 10? If we're going on a scale of one to 10, 10's high, <laughs> if it's, you know, so it's like if I'm up at 10 and I am ticking off a hundred things on my list and I'm not stopping, it's, it's almost too late. It's like checking in during the day. Okay, well, how does my body feel? You know, one is really fatigued, really exhausted. You know, I, I'm actually struggling to stand up here. I'm really, really not in a good place. The 10 is can't sit down, you know, I'm going to be on the phone, I'm going to do a work email, I'm going to clean the kitchen all at the same time, I'm going to be planning in my head, I'm going to have 10 different things, and you feel like you're ping-ponging back and forward, you know, and then it's like, okay, where is the in-between? And it's the same for the mind, you know, am I spacey, zoned out, really struggling to stay present? wanting to withdraw not wanting to be with other people I'm at the other end of the scale you know a hundred million thoughts going through my mind really finding it hard to focus and attach to any one thing and I think always choosing then your intervention or your action based on the body so knowing where you are body and mind is going to give you a good baseline to choose you always choose based on the body and then you reassess okay where am I now and it can be as simple the the number one thing that I always say to people is we don't know at the beginning especially if we feel dysregulation maybe we're continually in sympathetic which is fight flight or maybe we're in the parasympathetic which actually has two branches and regulation is our ventral vagus, happy, connected, social, creative, all of these things is where we want to be. But then there's the really old part of that nerve, which brings us into shutdown. So it's freeze mode. And it can be feel like you're stuck. You don't know where to start. You don't know where to begin. You feel frozen. We can bounce between the two and that's where you get kind of burnout and exhaustion and you're just you know had enough so actually I think that if you decide always okay my easiest route to regulate is bringing myself back to the center so breathing in for four out for four or same length in breath as out breath if that feels actually challenging at the beginning in for two out for two in for six out for six just letting your nervous system come to balance because if you're 
really, really shut down and you do a longer exhale, actually you're going to go more into shutdown. You know, so what you need is maybe a different breath. Or if you're really high and you start doing a breath that's including a shorter exhale and stimulating your sympathetic, that's not going to be ideal either. So I think, okay, where am I? Have I got two minutes? Can I breathe in and out for the same amount of time? Doesn't actually matter what that is. And can I stick with that for two minutes and then see how I feel? And it's like, (sighs) always, always. It's the simplest, simplest. There are so many tools. Obviously, that's what I've been working on. But for me, understanding us as humans, understanding us as ourself, where am I? And then a really simple, oh, okay, I'm just going to regulate back. And then I can be more in that thinking brain have access to rational thinking I can make or choose a good next step instead of we've all been there reacting to whatever why did I say that why did I do that oh okay and and actually those two minutes I find and with my clients you we think we don't have enough time this is always the thing I don't have enough time but slowing down creates more time. You actually said this recently. Yeah, yeah. We think, I need more time, I need more time. It's like we create more time by slowing down. Mm. And, you know, in my work where we're playing with energetics, the quantum, we only have the now. So the whole time that we're bringing our awareness to the future or the past or that we're not being present in the now, and, you know, I know for myself, and I was going to ask you, actually, kind of, I suppose, lockdown would have been an interesting space for a lot of people, because for myself, I actually found myself in more flow. You know, I wasn't traveling back and forth to London, which I was pretty much doing every week. You know, I was in one place, I was at home, which meant that everything naturally slowed down. I wasn't seeing people, so I wasn't stimulated like I used to be. And suddenly everything felt much more in flow. But what came with that and something I really witnessed in, you know, it was interesting because at the time I was still doing life and business coaching. I got a lot of life coaching clients come through as, you know, new clients, because I think what came with that silence and that quieter existence came all the stuff that, you know, wanted to be witnessed, you know, in the slowing down, it was almost we get gave space to things that wanted to be experience and seen and and so this is where your work comes in beautifully right because it gives you those tools but did you did you find that as well the sort of you know in the slowing down actually it it almost forced people to to see how kind of unregulated they maybe were it resonates with me so much as well because in lots of ways lockdown I felt liberated you know, and I know that's controversial for a lot of people when there was so much hardship and not everybody feels that way. But for me, that was true. I, I felt a sense of liberation. And then I was also slowing down. I was getting deeper into trauma work and embodiment and having to sit and learn to sit with everything that was there. So, you know, it's easy when you're running to get a coffee, a train, 
a client to ignore everything that's there when you have like that sense of spaciousness when you've created time for yourself and actually you're committed to feeling what's there staying present or learning to stay present because remember we always leave for a good reason you know it's our body pushing us out because we don't have the capacity to stay with whatever that is that emotion is too much we're actually meeting overwhelm and we get pushed out of our of our own body because we we haven't learned yet to fully feel that and stay with it without a stress response kicking in that stress response is run away it's dangerous you know fight it it's dangerous shut down escape whatever it's going to be so there was a huge personal journey for me and and I think like I'm a different person before and after the pandemic a completely different person and that does not mean like I had all sorts of hardship during the the pandemic that was completely un-pandemic related and if I listed them all to you you'd be like oh that sounds pretty shit (laughs) you know but actually what I realized and what I learned was the tools to fully feel the shitness of the situation go into it work through it actually work through it and then come out the other side so it's like resilient whereas in the past I'm fine I'm fine I can keep going I am resilient I am strong I can carry everything I you know I can I and I I could like you know I could keep going but I was activated all the time I was feeling that stress running around in my body I wasn't feeling what I needed to feel and go oh whoa this is heavy this is hard I'm just gonna stay with it you know and work through it and then heal it come out the other side and and I think you can only you can only work with other people then if you have truly done that yourself yeah and and teaching that to other people and it's just it's something that I'm so passionate about because what we're aiming for here is not never encountering stress never encountering shit stuff happening in your life we're not aiming for never encountering reality it's actually being so equipped to deal with everything that comes your way to feel and to move through it and within that for me I was like oh this is actually what being uh, the word for me is like content being like well feels like my body on a physiological level is working really well so of course I have moments where I'm pulled away or pulled into things but that's normal it's like okay I need to be stressed or I am angry about this thing and that's like encouraged like of course I should be angry like this is making me angry and then I work through it because whatever the situation is you come out the other side and you're back into that homeostasis you're content your body is functioning well all of the other systems are functioning well your immune system your heart regulation 
you know, and it's, it's really powerful. I say this from experience of, of, I think, a past version of me and something I witness, sometimes witness within kind of my industry, because we're so focused on like the future self and the embodiment of the future self. And it's all about the future. We can kind of forget where we are now. And for me, you know, the work has always got to be like understanding the foundation, like being really present with yourself and in your body now. um, So that when I'm, you know, when we're going quantum and we're looking at, you know, future self and, and pulling that version of us in, we're doing it from a place of real groundedness and not constantly focusing on that version of ourselves that's, you know, a few steps ahead because it takes us away from being present in the body now. You know, mm-hmm. so I always say it's like one foot in gratitude for everything you have and one foot in the desire for more. If you don't have that foot in the now, you are just going to be off and yin and really out of your body and out of the lived experience of the present. And so this work enables us to be really grounded, really in the body. As you said, you know, this contentness, but still with a desire to grow and evolve and change and meet goals. But I think if we're constantly looking for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing, we're not allowing that presence of the now, you know, and it, it's, you're chasing something, you're chasing something all the time. So that regulation of like, I'm here, I'm present, I'm in it now. You can still hold the desire for more, but with a sense of, yeah, real groundedness for what is what is existing in this lived, lived experience today in the present, you know? Yeah, and I think a question that all of us could ask ourselves on occasion as well as in those moments, it's, well, am I dreaming, you know, goal setting and thinking about the future or am I actually dissociating? Because it's a really seductive feeling where the now is actually slightly overwhelming and we feel this need to leave. And it can actually be, okay, well, what what is the reason that I'm in that state that I can't stay present, you know? Maybe it is that you are very, very present and planning for the future. Or maybe actually you're just completely not even in your body and in a future somewhere else looking down in this dreamy, completely dissociated state. You know, I used to celebrate that state sometimes. Oh, I feel so floaty and, you know, whatever. And then when I started to realize what it was, like, oh, I'm, I'm leaving there I go I'm gone I've like left my body again so it's yeah it's a really interesting it's a really interesting awareness because everything that you've said from a grounded position is so much more rewarding you know because you're actually experiencing it whereas when your body is just pumping you full of this like numbness and you've left like do you even remember half an hour later that whole daydream state of whatever uh yeah being pulled away it's making me think about something I know that I would do it was a disassociation based on trauma but 
So my dad left when I was really young, like six months old. And throughout my life, any relationship where there was a confrontation or a possibility that that person was rejecting me, I would leave. I can't tell you how many arguments I've had where I'm like, I can't do this. I'm going, I'm going, I'm leaving. And I would leave, I would physically leave the room because I literally couldn't, I could not stay in that situation. I would have to like disassociate physically I couldn't be in the room and that for me is something I really it it was brought to my attention you know quite a few years ago and it was like yeah like why can why can I not be here why can I not face this it was real you know if I'm doing it there then where else am I doing it and I mean I've done it in many ways you know my my business was start started through you know nutrition because I had such you know, uh, patterns with food, should we call them, let's call them patterns, where I would numb out, I would use food as a coping mechanism, because, you know, of this disassociation, and so it's, it's a real learning, isn't it, a real learning of, like, if I'm doing this in one area, then where else am I doing it, and yeah, there's, it's great to be dreaming, but disassociating is something really different, what's your advice, what are the tools when you're perhaps going into a disassociation space? learning to self-regulate so it's so important it's learning to recognize when you were in that state and then coming back so finding orienting your way back to safety so there if we're dissociated we've gone up through the hierarchy we've gone through our you know orienting our ventral vagus nerve is coming off. So that's where we're happy and calm. We've gone up into sympathetic and now we're in complete shutdown. So we've gone through all of it. We've completely left. And if we're in that state, we actually need to start to mobilize. So like a lot of the things that you love, that I love, like movement is going to start to stimulate your sympathetic nervous system again. So actually you know, and even depression is dissociation. This like really shut down feeling um, as like an emotional manifestation of this physiological state, right? And it's like, okay, so connecting with really safe people. So we want to withdraw when we're in that state. Can I come back to connecting with people and recognizing that I want to withdraw? I don't want to connect with these people moving your body starting to stimulate your body in some sort of way is going to mobilize your system you know and then if you're in that mobilized state so let's say you haven't even quite gone as far as your dissociation you're really in the power area sympathetic nervous system like you're getting the adrenaline you're getting the cortisol you're either going to like run away physically out of the room you're going to fight whoever the person is because that is what the energy of your body the energy of your body is just making you move and in that situation you can orient you can start to like really look around take in observe you know what like widen out your eyes what do I see that tells me that I am safe what can I anchor into in this moment? How can I ground in this moment to start to bring myself back to presence, to give my body and my brain signals that actually I am safe? 
And then you're coming down the ladder, you're coming back into yourself. But it's, yeah, the, the first step is kind of, depending on where you are, there's a, a different a different tool. And there are so many um, self-regulation tools and it doesn't need to be complicated. It doesn't like we think and I and I think and actually when I was designing my my course and my work when I started I was like this is this big cathartic expression and I was like actually healing like trauma healing your nervous system coming back to regulation is about finding safety and it's really simple but it's also challenging because you have to practice it over and over again it's really simple techniques. And there are many of them. Movement is one of my absolute favorites. The breath, because they bring us back within our body. And then also, like, there's some subconscious work that you can do um, in journaling, you know, heightened awareness. And actually, what our body wants is to find safety and to negotiate innate safety over and over again coming back to finding safety and then the more that we do that the more that our internal alarm system changes and the things that we identify as danger is no longer actually perceived as danger and we no longer react in that way so we don't end up in that state in the first place yeah it's it's making me think about something I know we've explored a lot and I've written down you know creating safety in the body allows us to create safety to receive you know if we're not able to receive then there is something in the body that is feeling unsafe right so creating space that shifting basis like actually where do I feel that it's unsafe in my body to receive and you know I say this as working as a, a quantum you know transformation and business coach you know I'm always sort of allowing facilitating a space for women to feel safe in receiving you know we have these big goals and dreams and desires and it's all there but we only receive what we have the capacity to receive and that will come from the body feeling safe you know and that in itself is a process and is a journey it's not you know, you wake up one day and, oh, I've, you know, I've reached my, my financial goal. And it's that there will be contraction that comes with that because, you know, the body has to get used to that. And I think this is a piece that we miss in the manifestation world where, you know, your thoughts create your reality. Yeah, but there's a lot more depth that we need to to bring into that, that I'm going to call it the love that we give for ourselves. And it's repetition builds a habit, right? The things that we do daily that create that safety in the body. I think that being connected and learning how to be connected to your own body, to all of the messages that it's communicating on a daily basis, because it's always communicating. It's telling you when it doesn't feel safe. And that is what, dysregulation is so it's telling you it doesn't feel safe and if we can learn to hear that if we can learn then to stay with that sensation so very often that sensation is 
pushing us to our edge. It's pushing us to actually feel overwhelmed. And we go straight from having the capacity to feel the emotion, to feel the feeling. So if it's like this receiving of whatever is going to come in and we know it's good for us and it's exactly what we want, but we've never had it before. It's much bigger. It's actually outside of our comfort zone. And our body wants to stay in its comfort zone, even if that causes us discomfort. So where we are might be looping on this like really tension creating pattern where we don't feel good, but it's familiar. And that is where your body wants you to stay. So when you sit and learn and there's loads of practices, so different embodiment practices, uh, introceptive practices, focusing practices that allow you to feel this feeling until you notice, okay, now I'm getting pushed out and you make some sort of an intervention, whatever it might be. And you just kind of do this over and over again so that our capacity grows our ability to stay with the sensation grows, our ability to feel has grown. And then actually it's like, oh, okay, well, that moment is further away. And now I can receive because my comfort zone has expanded and it's comfortable for me to allow this big thing come in. Yeah, I think, you know, if you can feel the full spectrum of emotion, you can feel the full spectrum of life. And it, it it weaves that concept of like the polarity of being human. Like we think that once we have these things, that, you know, the pain will be less or there'll be less challenges. And, you know, that's not whatever quantum leap you make, you know, change your problems, change your life. You know, there will always be problems, there will always be challenges, you know, no amount of money will take away, you know, will take them away. So it's this real, the polarity of being human is to hold both pain and pleasure. And I know myself as someone who has really been, everything's fine, everything's fine. I'm strong, I'm stoic, everything's fine, you know, my whole life. And actually, like, my whole body shape has changed when I stopped saying it was fine and actually got radically real with myself mm. and allowed myself to feel the full spectrum of emotion like my actual body has changed and it's so interesting now people are like oh you you know you're, you're so small and I'm like yeah I'm, I'm happy I'm, I'm I am regulated now you know the reason I was holding stuff energetically was holding things in my body that I was just holding because I couldn't I didn't know what else to do with it it was like everything's fine everything's fine everything's fine and it wasn't fine I was storing stuff and I I see this a lot you know with 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 clients women who come to me and it's like are you really does that really feel good are you sure about that and it's only when you give them the space to say well actually no and you know and then it's like this release and sometimes it's that 90 second of feeling that emotion that that's the work that's done you've transmuted the energy sometimes it goes deeper and there's more to do but for us to really fully experience life and the pleasure of life we have to explore the pain and that's it when we're 
your body shape changing makes perfect sense because if you are constantly switched on taking on too much and not feeling that you have the capacity for everything you're you're getting all of these hormones and your digestive system isn't actually working so when that comes back on it's like oh okay so we actually need the digestion system here and we can come back to to health course your body's going to change because it's it's like it's not necessary in the moment our stress response should last no longer than 10 minutes and then it's like okay here deal with the problem in front of you and then come back to health and if we're never coming back to health then of course we're going to start to notice our body shape change which is like a really you know it's not on the scale of what can actually happen I think even your physiology becomes more content. <laughs> you know, it's like it's starting to work with other systems well. People can recognize that when they look at you, you recognize it in yourself. It's it's we're amazing as as humans, like incredible. And this is accessible to everybody. And we tell ourselves lies all the time, you know, I can keep going. I'm well and it's like are you are you really because I know I wasn't (laughs) I know I was lying to myself every single day but it's only when you look back you go oh yeah it's different yeah it's so interesting and and I notice it with like sleep you know when I worked in the corporate world I would I've struggled with sleep because I was stressed and even if I didn't feel stressed and that moment there had been stress in the day and it's interesting because I think now I'm you know running a really successful company I there is still stress there of course but when I sleep now I sleep and I sleep through and it's again it's that beauty of hindsight like you know there are things that I'm holding but the resilience that I have built internally to really feel things means that that energy is transmuted which means that it's short-lived but, you know, for me to be able to sleep through the night, I, I, it's something I've really, I'm like, well, what changed? It, it was, uh, I'm able to actually, to be with, with things, you know, I'm present with them. I'm able to find the solution. And there's a real sense of trust, I think, that we build when we are regulated, where we trust our body. And we trust, for me, it's, it's come back to really trusting life and trusting myself, you know, more than anything. And that's one of the biggest things that people will notice as well is is sleep, you know, and it's all of these little signs that are so accepted, you know, oh, I don't really sleep, but it's celebrated because you get up at 6am and you achieve all the things that you're supposed to achieve. And everyone's like, well, well done you, you've, you know, achieved today. And it's like, well, look at me, I'm fucking knackered (laughs) you know it's like I'm not sleeping I'm whatever my body isn't functioning that well and if you are not sleeping like that is a huge communication from your body that something isn't right and at the beginning it's dysregulation at the end it's ill health you know so listening noticing okay am I not sleeping and why am I accepting this as normal yeah that's such a powerful question in the thing the many things that we don't question because they just become part of 
our normal existence. You know, I think we are many of us, and I myself included in that, I definitely have, you know, weeks, months where I'm like, okay, I'm doing too much. I've been doing too much. And then I have to really slow everything down again. And, you know, it's just part and parcel of the life that we lead now and that we live where everything is the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And it's, you know, okay, how do I pull this back? How do I find my centered self again? Yeah. So it's not to say that you will not be stressed or you will not, you know, it's not about the high vibe and like being in your body. It's there's going to be stuff that is going to, you know, is going to, is going to fly in. It's that's part of life, but it's the inner resilience that we build, you know? And the more that you go on the journey, the more that you value rest. That is not nothing. I'm resting. I This is really, really important as a little piece of every day to actually make that time to check in and to rest. You don't have to be switched on all the time. Rest is abundance. You know, it's going to take, I think, us all certainly women running businesses a bit bit of time for us to just learn a different way and I'm seeing it you know it's a conversation we're having across every single container all of my one-to-ones but this real pull to slow everything down and do it a different way and it's it gets to be different it gets to be a different way so with that in mind what does 2022 look like for you so I have in between all the rest been working on my way to share this with others and you know and it's really interesting we we chatted about this because I have been passionate about this before I was the person that could share it 2021 was doing the work finding the practices what works can I embody what I have learned so I know it to be true I see that it's possible. I've had a taste of it. It's I am working. I am committed. I'm not achieving. I'm I'm committed to change, and and that's what I've done in in 2021. And I have worked to create um it's like a a program, a course called the Movement Method, and it is putting the simple practices together with the education so that you can lead yourself through six weeks from where am I what is my baseline what am I at now find that compassion and be educated because as I think everybody we want to know this you know it's not just for people who have trained in trauma and nervous system or experts we can all understand this this is human nature I want to understand myself. I want to be my own master, you know, so educating and then the practices, following them for the six weeks until you've got a really good foundation. So I am at that point now, Pandora, of sharing this work with everybody. And it's like, for me, has been such a journey to to embody it and to actually be the person who can go, yeah, I can stand over what is in there. You will feel differently. I have fully sat since I I launched it last week in it's here. 
I am not doing any pushing. I'm not doing any achieving. I've actually turned off all notifications. I have no idea if anybody has signed up. Well, actually, I do because some people have texted me and told me. But I'm like, no, this is this is where the work is. So I am passionate about sharing this with other people because I really feel different and it's accessible. It's it's possible. And that's that's my mission is to to educate and empower people so that they can start to embody the work. Where can people find you? So if they are looking to find uh, everything that we've chatted about, um, the movementmethod.com. So it's the hyphen movement hyphen method.com, just so that it reads. And it's the same on Instagram, except it's an underscore in, instead of um, a hyphen. Beautiful. Thank you. And I have one last question, which I always love to ask, but what does being a magnetic woman mean to you? being authentic so I have been sitting with it's here I said that but it's like and I only need to be myself so it's just authenticity yeah that's it yeah beautiful thank you thank you thank you I'll put you the course and you in the show notes um but thank you so much for being with me today thank you really enjoyed that chat love